Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Total Dream Life Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Thomas Dickert, and I'm excited to have you here today. All right, what's new this week? We have made it to episode 44. Welcome, everyone, to the Big 4-4. Um, yeah, it's been a busy week. We had Thanksgiving last week, which was a ton of fun. Um, shout out to the people that made the gluten-free, dairy-free pies for the Thanksgiving dinner because they were amazing. Um, I don't know the name of the bakery, but I'll try and shout them out. I'll figure it out, and I'll put it on the social or something. What's new this week? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure... Every time I watch the Philadelphia Eagles play football, my beard gets a little more gray. Um, it has been a roller coaster couple of weeks as they have been coming back from deficit after deficit and really testing my heart health out. Um, it's been a lot of fun. They keep winning, which is kind of an intangible skill that's hard to describe um, and hard to learn and hard to coach. But they have figured out how to be winners. Um, and it's really cool to see. So we'll see where that goes. The Devils are kind of middling still, but they're hanging in there. Um, when they're playing well, they're playing great. Then when they're not, they're not. So we'll see how that goes. Still been playing around with Arnold Schwarzenegger's Pump app. Uh, if you don't want to pay for the app, you can also just sign up for his daily newsletter. Uh, it's still kind of funny to me, but like he's got such cool information and such a positive outlook that this newsletter is bringing out each day. I'm really enjoying reading it. Uh, let's see. We talked about Thanksgiving, getting excited for 2024 with the caveat that I'm trying to stay super intentional with my December between my birthday, Hanukkah, Christmas parties, Jesus's birthday, and then 2024's birthday. It's very easy for this month to just fly by. So I'm trying to stay centered and stay focused, uh, be intentional with my food, be intentional with my drinks and really enjoy the last month of the year. While I'm doing that, I'm also wrapping up my goals. They are pretty much done. Just need a little more polishing. You still have time to set goals for the new year. If you don't have time, if you're listening to this in February and you're like, oh, I never set goals, that's cool. Your goals don't have to be based on the calendar year 2024. Your goals can be based on the 365 days from when you decide to start them. So, Listen to the podcast about goaling. Uh, listen to other people talk about goaling. Figure out what your purpose for the year is, what your vision is. Figure out what your main values are. You want to tie your goals to your vision and to your values. Uh, and that's really what's going to decide how you set your goals and what they're going to be. So there's still time and there's always time. Uh, we can't go back. We can just go forward. But my goals are pretty much ready, and they will definitely be ready by the first of the month. Uh, so without further ado, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, as always, I'm beyond grateful for you taking out time to listen to this. We've gotten a few new listeners that I've heard about, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Please like this podcast, follow it on YouTube, or well, we don't have a YouTube channel yet. That's a goal. Uh, no, follow it on Spotify, follow it on Apple Podcasts, like it, subscribe it, do all the things that the podcast gods demand, and I will be eternally grateful. Without further ado, this week, I thought it'd be fun to kind of parlay off of last week. Last week, we talked a bit about how to make it through the holidays without completely 
destroying our bodies and wrecking our diets and exploding our heart. So this week, I thought we'd talk a little bit more about the human heart. Welcome to another episode of the Total Dream Life Podcast with me, your host, Dr. Thomas Dicker. I'm a chiropractor, meditation teacher, entrepreneur, and lover of life, and I'm excited to have you join me for this week's episode. All right, and welcome to this week's episode of the Total Dream Life Podcast. I want to apologize right off the bat if this sounds funny at all. Uh, some of my devices updated overnight, and they are looking a little weird to me. It looks like it's recording, though, and the sound levels look right, so we're going to power through. But if you hear any weird noises or weird sounds, uh, my apologies. So this week, I think we're going to talk about the human heart. Uh, the human heart is obviously an organ that we all know that we have, but it's not one that we completely understand. It's pretty complicated. It's very unique. Um, it's made out of muscle, so it's a little bit different than some of our other organs. It's constantly working from the time that we are in our womb all the way to the end of our life, uh, and it's very important. You know, The heart is responsible for pumping fresh blood and oxygen to every cell tissue in your body, uh, with, with the exception of the cornea, and uh, it's also responsible for bringing back blood and waste material from the limbs and the tissues and cells in your body and bringing it back to be processed by your lungs and your organs. Uh, heart disease is one of the major causes of death in the United States, uh, so it's very important that we understand it better and figure out ways that we can help support our health and support our heart health. Uh, the number, or the, again, this is also very timely, because the most number of heart attacks occur each year on Christmas Day, and the day after Christmas and New Year's Day are close behind. Again, we talked about this a little bit last week with holiday heart syndrome, but the, um, the stress of the holiday, the stress of the travel, the stress of the, uh, you know, drinking and eating to excess, all of these things put stresses on our heart and can lead to, uh, disease and dysfunction or, uh, you know, worst case scenario when it gets up to strokes and cardiovascular events like heart attacks or cardiac infarctions, what's the fancy word for it? Um, Monday is the number one day of the year for heart attacks. So more heart attacks occur on Mondays than any other day of the week. So something to think about when you are watching football on Sunday is that you want to be protecting your heart for Monday. Um, an adult heart, it's about the size of a fist or like two hands clasped together. Your heart pumps about 1.5 gallons of blood every minute. Over the course of the day, that adds up to over 2,000 gallons of, heart, or of blood get pumped through your heart every day. Your heart beats about 115,000 times a day, which is a lot, I think. Um, the earliest known case of heart disease or the earliest recorded case was identified in the remains of a 3,500-year-old Egyptian mummy. So heart disease has been around as long as humans have been, presumably. Um, you know, there's big effects on our diet, on our lifestyle, on our stress levels. Uh, so it's easy to presume that even before 3,500 years ago, humans were suffering from heart disease. But that mummy was uh, kind of the first one that we have example of. 
if you stretched all of your blood vessels, the entire system out, it would extend over 60,000 miles. So that's a lot of that's a lot of distance for your heart to be able to pump blood through. It makes it have to work pretty hard. Um, your heart affects every part of your body. It means that your diet, your lifestyle, and your emotional well-being can all affect your heart. So one of the reasons we're going to be talking about this is because your dream life, your diet, your rest, your exercise, your adjustments, and your mental attitude all have direct impact on the health of your cardiovascular system. Uh, and all of these things are very important for maintaining a healthy heart. So what are some dietary things that we can do right off the bat? One of the big things that comes up when you're looking at heart disease is sodium intake. Now, we've talked about sodium on the podcast a lot. Reducing sodium has been shown to, do, to lower blood pressure in some people. And we're going to talk about a couple of different things today. We're going to talk about blood pressure. We're going to talk about your heart rate. And we're going to talk about your HRV, your heart rate variability. Um, if you want to know more about heart rate variability, you can go back. There's a whole episode about it. Um, but today, we're going to talk about it briefly. So as a general rule, there are recommendations for salt and there are... Um, amounts of salt that people rec- that people say are too much or people say aren't enough, you need a certain amount of salt in your body, in your diet, to help all of your body functions. You know, all of the little electrical impulses and signals that go through your body all, remi- all rely on sodium, which is salt. Um, and it can get confusing because if you look at the general recommendations, they might be lower than if you look at some specific health people that you might follow that might recommend higher. So I'm not going to give you an exact recommendation, but I'm going to give you kind of an approach that I use uh, because I do think that salt is very important and salt can be a very healthy part of our diet. But what you want to be careful of is when you're having processed food or food that's been prepared for you, that often has a ton of salt put into it. So my goal is to cook most of my food so I can control how much salt is in it. And that way, when I'm using like a salt supplement like the Element or another electrolyte powder, I'm not getting too much salt. So you really got to be careful with processed foods, with chips and crackers, cookies, um, you know, fast food, takeout food, that sort of thing tends to have a ton of salt in it. So if you're having a super high amount of salt already from your food and then you're adding salt to it and putting salt into it, that's how you end up getting too much salt, which might be overwhelming your system. So you want to be conscious of the salt. And again, just like we talked about in the microplastics episode, you want to be aware of the quality of the salt. Just like we talk about the quality of grass-fed beef versus regular beef or the quality of organic vegetables versus certain inorganic vegetables. Um, I'm, I'm very much on the tip right now of the place you get your salt from matters. You know, like if you're buying the classic blue tube of salt from the store and it's got iodine put into it and they just get it out of a very... Um, commercial source it's more likely to have other ingredients in it or to have plastics in it so right now i'm only looking for like a himalayan pink salt under the thought that the himalayan pink salt is from an ocean that was existing on the planet before the planet was completely infected with plastics Uh, it also tends to be a purer salt um, and that makes me think it's going to have less other stuff in it. So that's kind of my approach to salt at the moment. Um, 
Potassium is another electrolyte that's very important for heart health. So potassium helps to counteract the effects of sodium. It can help lower your blood pressure. Uh, so foods like fruits, vegetables, beans, and potatoes can be healthy ways to get potassium into your diet. Uh, Heart-healthy fats, you know, replacing your saturated and trans fats with healthier monosaturated and polyunsaturated fats. Things like avocados, nuts, seeds, and olive oil can be very helpful, you know, assuming you're having them in the right quantities. Uh, so oil is another thing, you know, we talk all the time about avoiding seed oils and different oils that are bad for your heart. But some, some oils like avocado oils and olive oils can be very healthy and protective of your heart. Um, definitely recommend you go back and listen to the oil episode because we talk a bit more about that and kind of the approach to how you want to have oil in your life. Because even though oil can be healthy, too much of it can be a big stress on our system. So you want to be conscious of that as well. You're going to hear all over the place that dark chocolate is good for your heart. Um, I happen to love dark chocolate. The darker, the better. Put a little bit of that Himalayan pink salt on top of it and... It is great. You could even get like some almonds in there, get a little bit of nuts to help with the potassium. Um, it can be a very good, healthy treat. Uh, but you want it to be as dark as you can tolerate. Um, and this is one of my kind of like tips for the holidays is to have dark chocolate around. So when other people are having desserts that maybe aren't the healthiest or maybe aren't what you intended to have, you can have a little bit of dark chocolate and still not feel like you're completely missing out or withholding. Uh, aim for at least 70%, but even higher if you can get into it. Uh, it's really nice. And then again, we talk about this, I feel like, every week, but we want to redu reduce processed foods. And the reason we want to reduce processed foods is because they have so much put into them in the processing. You know, they'll have hidden sodium, unhealthy fat, and, un and added sugars, and those are the things that completely wreck our health. So avoiding processed foods when you can uh, is only going to make your life and your heart happier. So lifestyle habits that are going to improve the health of your heart, a really big one, maybe the biggest one, is regular exercise. You want to be doing at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise uh, or 75 minutes of vigorous like HIIT classes every week. Uh, exercise lowers your blood pressure. Exercise improves your heart rate variability, and it enhances your overall cardiovascular health. It doesn't have to be insane, and it doesn't have to be all at once. You can break it up. So if your goal is to do 30 minutes a day, you could do 30 minutes of exercise or you could do three 10 minutes walks at a brisk pace after each of your meals. So not everyone needs to go and sign up for HIIT classes or run marathons. Walking is a great exercise. Everyone, almost everyone can do it and you can do it at a pace that is challenging for you. But you want to be making sure that you're getting the correct amount of exercise every week to help support your heart and help support your overall health. Managing stress is a big one. Mental attitude, mental headspace. Chronic stress negatively affects our health in myriad ways and especially our heart. Um, stress management techniques like yoga, meditation, uh, breathing exercises, biofeedback, all about reducing the stress levels. Uh, in the research for this episode, I learned that you can actually have uh, a broken heart syndrome. You know, where your heart gets flooded with stress hormones like cortisol and other stress hormones and actually has a shock to it similar to a heart attack. It's not one that you're likely to die from, but you can have um, a broken heart is a real thing. So you want to make sure you're working to maintain stress 
manage stress, work with a healthcare practitioner or a mental health care practitioner. Um, the good thing about movement and exercise is that's going to help with the stress as well. The other thing you want to be careful about, again, is this standard American diet. You know, I'll keep saying this in this episode, but cardiovascular health is directly impacted by highly processed, highly refined, processed sugars, processed meats, processed sodium, uh, and low amounts of fiber. So all of these things have been found to exacerbate or even cause psychiatric symptoms such as depression and anxiety. So limiting them is going to improve your mental health just like it's going to improve the physical health of your body. And prolonged mental stress can lead to two types of responses in our body. We've talked about these before, but physiological responses and behavioral responses. So for physiological, you have an increased activation of your sympathetic nervous system. Your foot's on the gas pedal. Your body's revved up. You're in fight or flight, and it's very stressful for your body. Um, it uses more oxygen by the heart. It increases the vascular tone, and it elevates your blood pressure. Uh, it makes your blood stickier, makes it more likely to coagulate, uh, which can lead to a hardening of the arteries or even strokes or heart attacks. Uh, it in prolonged stress increases inflammation, and it increases the oxidative stress uh, in the body, which can wear on the heart. Um, and then it also is going to lead to increased cortisol levels, which can cause insulin resistance, impaired glucose tolerance, um, issues with the fat in your bloodstream. And all these things can lead to cardio cardiovascular disease. And a lack of sense of purpose and a negative outlook on life have also been shown to increase the risk of cardiovascular disease. And then the behavior aspect of mental stress, if you think about it, it's pretty, pretty simple to see. Behaviorally, when we get stressed out, people tend to do things like drink too much or eat junk food or eat too much or smoke cigarettes or do drugs or not work out. Um, so physiological and behavioral aspects are both affected by how mentally stressed you are. And these both directly impact the health of your heart. Uh, so another thing you want to do is you want to maintain healthy weight. Excess weight affects our blood pressure, which puts stress on our cardiovascular system. So you want to be working towards that. And that's actually a great goal for the new year. If that's something you're working on again, things like smoking quit. I mean, at this point, you just got to say, there's no benefit to smoking. Uh, we think it makes us calmer. It doesn't. It actually makes us more stressed out. Um, it has all sorts of negative effects in our body. Quitting smoking can imp significantly improve your heart health. It's going to reduce the risk of heart disease. And even just a year after you quit smoking, you are significantly less likely to have myocardial events um, like heart attacks and strokes and things like that. So... You just got to quit. Sorry. I know. Smoking's when you're smoking, you love it, but it's not doing you any favors. Um, on to the next thing, limiting alcohol consumption. In all fairness, this should probably just be the same as smoking. Alcohol is not good for us, but it's very ingrained in our society. Um, it's something that people enjoy. It's a way that people get social. It's a way that people at least perceive they're relaxing, although much like smoking, you're not actually relaxing when you're drinking. But I think it's less likely to say that everyone should just not drink. Uh, although if you had a gun to my head and said, what was the best recommendation? That would probably be the best recommendation. Um, but excess alcohol consumption can raise your blood pressure, which can again put stress on your heart. Uh, but moderate alcohol or avoiding it altogether has been shown to be much less stressful 
and much less impactful, especially if you're doing the other things like eating well, sleeping well, and um, exercising. So you can counteract a lot of the negative effects of drinking that you can't necessarily counteract those effects of smoking by eating well, uh, sleeping well, and exercising. So it's not a perfect thing. If you want to be perfect, don't drink alcohol. But if you do drink alcohol, the goal should be to have some intentionality to it. Uh, so, And that's something I think we all, <laughs> I know that I personally have room to improve in this area. But it's a, you know, it's a process. And we can't fix everything at once. And small changes over time are going to lead to big changes down the road. So again, adequate sleep. Seven to eight hours of sleep per night. Sleep deprivation can directly lead to high blood pressure, irregular heartbeats, and increased stress levels. People who get less than seven hours of sleep are like 50% more likely to have heart attacks than those that don't. So you want to be really prioritizing your sleep, making sure you're getting consistent sleep at consistent times, and you're not interrupting your sleep patterns every weekend or every holiday or every birthday. Um, And then again, you want to support your liver. So something interesting about the cholesterol in your body, and we all have heard that cholesterol affects the health of our cardiovascular system. Well, the majority of cholesterol in your body doesn't come from your food. It's made by your liver, something like 80% actually comes from the liver. So you want to make sure that the liver is healthy. You want to be drinking lots of water. You want to be intentional with your drinking and you want to limit the refined sugar. Uh, And then there are always, you know, foods to help support the liver, things like beets, cruciferous vegetables, and leafy greens. Um, Another one that I'm really a big fan of is using the sauna. So not everyone has the ability to work out five times a week and do not The sauna is not a replacement for working out, but what the sauna does when you're in there and you're sweating is it produces a lot of effects that are similar to exercise. So it helps to tone and strengthen your cardiovascular system. Again, it's not a replacement, but it's a great supplement to exercising or for people that can't exercise for whatever reason, they might be able to tolerate the sauna better. Um, As always, with all of these things, make sure you talk to your healthcare provider before you just start doing things you heard on a podcast. If you have questions, you can reach out to me and I can direct you to someone who can help. Um, And then the last point is you want to monitor your hormones. Your hormones have a big effect on all the systems in your body. And when your hormones are out of whack, it can put more stress on your heart and your cardiovascular system and lead to more negative outcomes. So let's talk a little bit about heart rate. So heart rate for the average adult is somewhere between like 70 and 100 beats per minute. Obviously, the lower you can get that, the less times it's going to beat during the day, the less times it's going to beat during the week, the month, the year, your lifetime, you could essentially be adding miles to your life uh, if you want to use a car analogy. So some ways that we can lower our heart rate, breathing exercises are super good for this. Uh, Deep, slow breathing techniques like diaphragmatic breathing and belly breathing Uh, doing that for five to 10 minutes a day has been shown to have a really big effect. We've talked before about box breathing. You know, when you breathe in one, two, three, four, hold one, two, three, four, exhale one, two, three, four, hold one, two, three, four, and then repeat is a way that many people use to help lower 
the heart rate to help calm their nervous system and keep everything happy. Uh, staying hydrated is also super important. Hydrating with water and electrolyte-rich beverages that do not contain a ton of sugar. Um, you know, so again, something like the element powder can be really helpful to make sure the electrolyte balance is proper in your body. Because um, dehydration very often accelerates your heart rate. And then mindfulness practices. You know, we've talked about this. Meditation, yoga, biofeedback, tai chi, all our fun med- mindfulness techniques that we talk about here on the podcast can help control your heart rate. So heart rate variability, we've talked about this before, but that is the different cadence to your heart rate. So your heart doesn't go beep, 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 perfectly um, spaced out all day because that would cause stress in the same parts of your cardiovascular system. So instead it wants to spread the heart, the stress around so as to not damage one particular part. So your heart rate might go beep, 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 or something like that. And then also imagine the difference in time also with a difference in intensity. So it might be pump, 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 pump. So you want to have a more robust heart rate variability because that decreases stress on the whole cardiovascular system. So Exercise, obviously, one of the main ways to affect uh, HRV. You want to incorporate aerobic and strength training. Strength training is super important, just as important as aerobic exercise, if not more. Uh, You want to spend less time sitting. You want to get out in nature. We talk about nature bathing as a way to really calm your nervous system, which is going to directly affect your HRV. Your HRV is actually a really cool uh, indicator of how stressed your nervous system is, if you have your foot stuck on the gas or if your foot's stuck on the brake pedal. So definitely something to pay attention to. It's easy to track with your Apple Watch or your Aura Ring or your Whoop Strap um, or other ways. And uh, you want to have sleep hygiene. Again, sleep directly affects this because sleep directs the nervous system and the nervous system controls all this. Uh, and then we want to talk about blood pressure. So blood pressure you know, is how intense the pressure on the cardiovascular system is. And obviously, to a point, a lower one is going to be better. There's also problems when it gets too low, but for most of us, the issue is not having too low of a blood pressure. So again, this is a place where being intentional with your sodium intake, having more potassium, uh, you know, bananas, leafy greens, avocados, and making sure that the food you have is not super processed and doesn't have too much added sodium is how you're going to make the change with the blood pressure. Uh, Garlic is shown, and quick side note, because if you cut down on your sodium, we're not talking about you going down 20 points in blood pressure. It's going to be like three to five. You know, it's part of the puzzle. So everything we talk about in this podcast is something that lowers your blood pressure by a couple points. There's not one thing that's going to drop it from, you know, 160 over 120 to 120 over 80. You're going to have to do all of these things and really lean into the ones that work best for you. But other blood pressure foods that are good for you, garlic has shown to have numerous effects on your cardiovascular system. It improves the blood flow. Uh, it keeps your arteries flexible. It lowers your blood pressure. It lowers the cholesterol from food, and it lowers inflammation. So always, always try to get real food over supplements when you can. Um, but garlic is great. It goes in everything. One of my favorite types of garlic is black garlic where they kind of ferment it. It's the best. Um, 
But yeah, garlic is super cool and super good for us. Maintaining a healthy weight is good for the blood pressure and stress management. I won't repeat the stress management techniques for a third time today. I'm sure I will next week. Uh, so some additional th- tips. Music therapy. Go back and listen to the music podcast because music's super important for our body and our nervous system and it can promote relaxation uh, and improve heart rate variability You know, using binaural beats or calming music or Baroque classical music have all been shown to positively affect our nervous system and our stress levels. Uh, positive social interactions. We talk about this all the time, but you can't be healthy as you could be if you're not having a social scene, social interactions, different connections, and that doesn't have to be 50,000 friends. You know, social interactions also are the person at the grocery store that you see every time you shop or the person, you know, at the gas station, the person, the doorman, the, you know, the people you interact with are all opportunities during the day to have positive social interactions and make yourself healthier and create a better sense of community. Community is one of the most important things and in modern society, community is not just neglected, but it's actively attacked by the powers that be because they know that community makes you healthier, makes you stronger politically, and is not something they can sell you. So you want to foster community when and where you can, and you want to be militant about it. So get out there and get social, my friends. Uh, see you then. You know, you want to have ways to check in on your health. That can be talking to your healthcare practitioner, uh, monitoring yourself with different devices, getting blood work done, and things like that. Because you, you know, from time to time, it helps to check in and make sure that the things that you're doing are actually helping and working. So again, all of the suggestions in this podcast are for general information and should not be a substitute for professional advice. Uh, if you have concerns about your heart health, please talk to a healthcare practitioner. Uh, If you need help finding one, reach out to me on social and I'll put you in the right direction. So last but not least, let's talk about some supplements. Um, Again, if we can get them out of food, if we can get them from natural sources, it's typically better, but sometimes we need to supplement. Um, So while lifestyle changes and dietary modifications are the primary approaches to improving health, certain supplements can offer additional benefits. Uh, Obviously, talk to a healthcare professional before starting supplements uh, so you know what you're getting into and you know that you're getting quality just like the salt just like the food the place you get your supplements matters from if you're if you listen to this podcast and you're saying oh no problem i'll just go get centrum vitamins you're missing the point they do nothing uh you need to have quality vitamins and if you can't then just focus on quality food so omega-3 fatty acids we talk about these all the time uh, EPA, DHA, they're found in fish oil, they're found in some other oils, they are directly redu- or directly linked to reduce risk of heart attacks, stroke, arrhythmias, and things like that. Um, so most people should, if you're not eating fish on a very regular basis, you should be supplementing with omega-3 fatty acid. Coenzyme Q10, CoQ10, uh, is a really cool one. It's a naturally occurring antioxidant that plays a role in energy production within the cells, and studies suggest that it may improve heart function in people with heart failure. So that's a good one. It's a great antioxidant to look into. Magnesium is another one that's essential. Uh, that affects our blood pressure. It affects our heart rhythm. So if you're not getting enough magnesium in your food, that's definitely something you want to be supplementing for. Fiber is one that I'll recommend you get from your food and from supplementing. Uh, I take the I take fiber supplement powder in my water 
at least once a day, usually twice a day, in addition to all the leafy green vegetables and other sources of fiber that I'm eating because fiber promotes digestive health. It promotes the health of our gut bacteria. Um, it also contributes to heart health. Fiber intake lowers blood pressure and it reduces the risk of heart disease. So you want to make sure that you're getting, and it keeps us regular and it keeps us happy. Um, and like we said earlier in the podcast, not having enough of it can actually be shown to increase mental disorders like anxiety and depression. So you want to make sure you're getting fiber daily in the right amount. Uh, another interesting one's something called red yeast rice. Uh, so that has something called monocollins in it, uh, which are compounds that have cholesterol balancing effects and um, you know something else to look into. You just have to be careful with red yeast rice because it can interact with other um, medications that you're taking. So this is one that you definitely want to talk to your pharmacist or your medical doctor about if you're on medications. Um, that's another one of the things to keep in mind. The more medications you're on, the more careful you have to be about things like this and the more back to basics you have to go because a lot of medicines are affected by things like supplements. Um, this is obviously something to discuss with a pharmacist or discuss with a medical doctor. But if you are on multiple medications, you have another challenge to protecting your heart and to eating healthy and to doing all these things. So that's something to consider before you make any changes. Again, reach out to a healthcare professional. Uh, vitamin D, we need vitamin D, especially this time of year. If you live in the uh, northern latitudes, your body is no longer able to make vitamin D from the sunlight for the next five months. So you need to supplement with vitamin D. Everyone should be supplementing with vitamin D. Even if you live at the equator, there's probably some benefits to having some vitamin D supplementation since we're not all spending the appropriate amounts of time outside in the sun with our skin exposed. So vitamin D is something that everyone should supplement with and try to get from their food. All right. Once more, supplements are not a substitute for a healthy lifestyle, and they should be used under the guidance or at least the advice of a professional. And we recommend food as medicine over supplements whenever possible. Uh, so, you know, a couple foods that you really want. So for the omega-3s, salmon, chia seeds, walnuts, sardines, mackerel, flax seeds, and flaxseed oils. For the leafy greens, that's things like kale, spinach, dandelion greens, mustard greens, bok choy. Um, nuts, for those who are able to handle nuts and able to tolerate nuts, uh, you know, walnuts, almonds, pistachio, pine nuts, Brazil nuts. You want to get, you want to be careful with the nuts that are higher in saturated fats, um, but still they're better for you than any processed food. So things like macadamia nuts, pe pecans, cashews uh, are all good things to have in moderation. So for probiotics, we're talking about miso, kimchi, tempeh, uh, kefir, and yogurt. For prebiotics, we're talking about bananas, berries, garlic, uh, beans, oats, and one of my favorite, the sunchokes. Mm. And then cruciferous vegetables, which are high in antioxidants and fiber, are things like Brussels sprouts, broccoli sprouts, cauliflower, broccoli. Um, and then remember that fruits are naturally high in antioxidants and vitamins. So you want your things like your berries, your strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, kiwis, oranges, and avocados. Um, limes and lemons too. Limes and lemons are great things to add to your drinks or your smoothies because limes and lemons do not have a high glycemic index. They do not spike your blood sugar. So they're always something that I'm looking to sweeten water with. Or, uh, you know, it's great to have water that you infuse with some cucumber, lemon, and lime. It's great. Uh, so, yeah. That's our show for today, guys. 
Um, a lot of information in there, a lot of recommendations. If you have any questions, reach out to me on social, reach out to me directly. I'm happy to point you in the right direction. Uh, again, if you have questions about your heart and your heart health, contact um, health professionals, you know, people that can help you get in the right direction and help you make small changes. No one expects you to do everything we said in this podcast starting tomorrow. But if you added one thing from this podcast every week for the next year, your heart would be significantly healthier. All right? And remember, nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. We all slip up. You know, we all have too much of one thing or get a little too much into the holidays or eat too many processed these or that's. It's okay. When you slip up, just get back on track. Small changes over time. That's how things happen. All right? Get out there. Enjoy the holidays. Enjoy the end of the year. I'm beyond grateful for you. We will be back next week. I love and appreciate you. Have a great week. Get out there. Get uncomfortable. See you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please remember to share this podcast with your friends and family. Subscribe and review wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on social at Moby Dickert and learn more about me and the podcast at thomasdickert.com. Dickert.com.